There's something about being working women and moms that throws us in the trenches. We hustle hard at home and at work so that no one has to skip a beat. Everyone except us. Our health, our needs, our time, our energy, and let's be real, our struggles that leave us feeling like we live on an island. I get real with open and vulnerable conversations with other women who are in the weeds just like us. Real women, relatable stories, unbelievable inspiration. This is Solidarity Sister. Welcome back to Solidarity Sister. We are talking sleep today. This is actually one of the questions that y'all submitted to me. And so I thought I would make a topic out of it for this week's show. So we're going to be talking about all things sleep, why it's important, and the seasons of life that you may go through where sleep is non-existent. I can speak from experience right now and give you some tips that you maybe can use that you may have heard or may not have heard that might help you get some more Z's through the evening. So first and foremost, let's talk through current season of life, right? So that's going to dictate the amount of sleep that you're getting. Sleep is super important for a variety of reasons that we'll go through here in a second, but clearly we all love sleep, but there's so much more to it. But depending on the season of life that you're in, you may or may not get more of it. So like for me, I have a four and a half month old and a two and a half, almost three year old. And we know that we're for sure getting up at least once a night. It used to be two times. Just recently it switched to one. So my husband and I switch on and off so that one of us gets hopefully pretty consecutive sleep for about five to six hours. And right now that's like golden. That's the gold standard. Now go backwards to when we just had the one and she was sleeping really great in her bed. Like we would get like a full seven and a half, eight hours. So it just depends on the season of life that you're in. And another thing that is really dependent on the type of sleep that you get and the quality of sleep that you get is whether or not you're an early riser or you're a night owl. Again, for me and us, we get up really early. We do now especially, but we always kind of have been early risers. We don't really stay up super late. Like we're asleep in bed by like 10 o'clock. We're laying in bed just hanging out at about 8.30, depending on the night. So that's really important to us. We feel most energized in the morning really early rather than kind of burning the, the midnight oil and being up late. So that's going to dictate the type of sleep that you get too is depending on if you, you know, are working late or you typically like to stay up a little bit later, watch some of your shows or just decompress and or something along those lines, it's going to look a little bit different for you too. And so just know that all these things that I'm going to give you are super dependent on how your life looks right now. And it's okay. It's okay that it it may not be perfect. You may not be getting exactly what you want to get, but you're able, the goal is to be able to get at least a semblance of a good quality night's sleep when you can. And just to give you another like anecdotal example of how sleep is important from like a health and wellness perspective on a variety of levels. But for me, you know, I'm trying to get rid of some of this baby weight and feel more like myself again. And it was really hard when, when my son was in the hospital because we weren't getting great sleep, obviously. And then same thing when we came home, we were still up twice a night. So it wasn't really the really good quality sleep. And I was really running on about maybe three, four hours of sleep total for a long time each night. And so that 
can really wear down your body. It doesn't give your body time that it needs to kind of give yourself a tune-up and restore and reset to factory settings for the next day so that you it has you know burned through everything that it needs to burn through and it can kind of start fresh the next day. Like I wasn't getting that, so I was really stalled in, in seeing any progress in where I wanted to go as far as like how my body was looking, how my body was feeling, and I'm just now kind of pushing through some of that. So know that that is an impact of kind of how your sleep cycle works too. So to go a little bit deeper, sleep is a really good indicator of how that fat loss is going to happen, how that fat loss is going to work, if that's something that you are, are working towards right now. And just like my example that I just gave you, it's all based around stress. So when you are clearly when you're sleeping, you're not very stressed. Your cortisol levels aren't high, but if you are not getting quality sleep, then it really disrupts that pattern and it sort of tells your body that it needs to constantly be in like standby mode and it doesn't get a chance to really rest. So you're not really seeing that fat loss happen. It just can't because your body is is not rested enough to tap into that. Your cortisol gets elevated and that actually means that your hunger hormone kind of increases. So good example is that when we were, you know, having those sort of disrupted sleep patterns, or we still are in some regards, I would feel super hungry at like 8.30 in the morning. And when I am like on my game, I never feel hungry before I break my fast at noon. And I know that I was eating decently well. And so I knew that it was because I was kind of like up all night for the, for the most part and not getting really quality, good quality sleep. So I wasn't able to um, that hunger hormone just kind of went out of whack. And that's what kind of gets people in trouble is that it's a constant cycle of not realizing that that sleep is so important to fat loss. Um, so they kind of just overlook it for the most part and aren't able to really pinpoint why they're not seeing the results when they're doing all the things and they're, you know, working out and they're eating right and all that kind of stuff. Sleep is just a really big indicator of how things are going. Actually, I tell my clients all the time, if they come to me and ask and say, hey, Brooke, I really want to switch up my macros. I'll be like, great. Tell me how your water intake is. Are you hitting your macros? Are you sticking to whole food nutrition? Do you have any like outlying like hormone things that you think might be off? And I always ask them finally, how's your sleep? Because sleep is just so indicative to that fat loss and how it's going to happen. So with that being said, here are some tips that I have for you guys today on ways that you can get the sleep when you can and make it good quality. So number one is screen time. So there's so much research out there and I'm guilty of this too, but not looking at our phones, not watching TV, doing all the screen stuff, iPads, all that within like two hours of going to bed. Now, if you're like me, I need that unwind time when I'm sitting in my bed before I go to sleep and whether that's reading a book, whether that's turning the TV on just to like have a mindless stuff in the background, I'm guilty of doing that. But if you are really wanting to dig in deep and not have your brain constantly thinking, then avoiding looking at your phone right before you go to bed, putting it across the room, using an actual alarm clock instead of your phone as an alarm is going to really help you because your body's not going to be 
thinking about what it just saw on the screen and it's not going to be stimulated like it would be if you're looking at your phone or looking at your iPad or watching TV. It's able to rest a little bit more so that you can get into that deeper sleep cycle. So trying to minimize that screen time in a way that makes sense for you. Maybe it's just not even leaving the TV on if you watch the TV at night like I do. When you go to sleep, like make sure that it's like on a timer or that you are actually turning it off before you go to sleep. That's going to allow you to have better quality sleep too. So being cognizant of that screen time is really important to get really good quality sleep. The second thing is ending your eating window on time. So in the fast rate of fat loss, we practice intermittent fasting. I am doing a 16-8 protocol. So for 16 hours, I am in a fasted state. And for eight hours, I'm in a fed state. I'm eating. And then that kind of fluctuates in certain circumstances. But like when I was still nursing and or when I was pregnant, that window was longer. So more like a 14-hour, uh, 14 to 10 for, or 12 to 12 ratio. It was a longer period of time. But not ending your eating window, no matter what you practice at a certain time and, and going closer into that snacking, that late night snacking, that's going to disrupt your sleep too, because your body's like, Oh, something just came in. We need to take care of it. We need to digest it. We need to put all the nutrients where they need to go. We need to put the junk where it needs to go. Um, we need to flush this out. If you are eating later, then your body is still working. Your body's not able to hang its hat for the day and, um, focus on that really good restorative sleep that's going to allow it to take inventory of what needs to be done in the body. It's going to be too focused on digesting and moving that food where it needs to go. So try to avoid eating too super close to bed, especially if you are practicing intermittent fasting. Really sticking to that end time of your eating window is going to really help you get across the goal line when it comes to getting that good quality sleep too. And then Third tip is early to bed. So I'm, I touched on this earlier, but being aware of what works for you, what works for your family, the season that you're in. But if it, you're able to get to bed early, do it. I can't say more about it than that. It's just, it's so nice to just be able to rest, sit down, go to sleep early. And then when you do have to get up early for whatever reason, then you don't feel like you're completely drained. You don't feel like you got only four hours of sleep because you stayed up and binge watched your favorite show on Netflix. (laughs) Now I know that those, those things happen and you know, I've been there myself, but if you're really aiming to get that good quality sleep, that's going to help you feel better, have more energy, maybe increase that fat loss or just feel like a better human that's able to function with their kids and at work, then it's important to think, okay, what time do I need to go to bed realistically so that I get that really good six to seven hours, eight hours, if you're really lucky. I actually had a friend of mine say like, I know for a fact that I found out the hard way that I cannot function without a full eight hours of sleep. And I am pretty much that person in a good season when I don't have, you know, two babies right now. So if that is something that you need to work on, then I would challenge you to do that. Just put it all down, put the work down, put away the phone, put down the book, set yourself a timer, like, all right, 930, I'm out, lights out. Uh, and see if your quality of sleep over a couple days starts to improve a little bit. And if that you have more energy throughout the day, because I think that could really help. Number four is caffeine. This kind of goes without being said. Um, but being aware of your caffeine intake, not only 
at night, but then throughout the day too. So if you are a multiple cups a day coffee drinker um, and it's not decaf and you start getting across that like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock goal line, then you're probably creeping into where that caffeine is going to be in your system quite a bit. I know that right now I'm having my fair share of coffee. Typically, I only have like one cup, maybe one and a half. I don't usually refill, especially if I'm just at home. Um, So if you are a couple cups a day and you're starting to creep past that noon hour, I would maybe just pause and reevaluate because that caffeine is going to stay with you. And really we got to make sure that we're getting enough water too to kind of make sure that we're balancing everything out. And that caffeine is going to just prolong you being awake even later into the evening. I know a lot of ladies that I work with and even family members, they have a really hard time getting to sleep. They're dead tired, but then they have a hard time getting to sleep. Like they need to take melatonin or I took for a while when I first had Mara, I took magnesium. I was taking it in the morning, but then I didn't realize that like I, I, it actually made you sleepy. And so I was taking it at night and it was helping a lot. Or like I've seen people use that calm um, mix put into their water at night, just those kind of things to help them kind of just relax and be able to fall asleep. But a lot of times we're not looking at the caffeine that we've had all throughout the day that is going to be an indicator of how well we're going to sleep later that night. So um, be aware of your caffeine intake. Know that if you're crossing that threshold past the noon hour, you might want to reevaluate and say, okay, what can I do that's decaf? Or how can I substitute something else other than a caffeinated beverage, especially as you get later into the day? So my final tip when it comes to getting that really good quality sleep that's going to be really restorative is actually vitamin D. You may have heard this before, but actually vitamin D has so many benefits. Getting outside, just getting that natural sunlight, or if you take a supplement too, is fine. But getting it the natural way is always the best way, right? But vitamin D, not only is it fantastic for you in general for a variety of reasons, but it also naturally when you're absorbing that, it promotes good sleep later on. So if you're getting a lot of good vitamin D, you know, when you send your kids outside and they're running around and you always say that when they have a good day outside and they're playing, they always sleep great. Well, yeah, it's because they ran around and all of that. But if it's sunny, then they got all that vitamin D too. And it just helps relax your system. It's just, it's constantly this checks and balance system within your body. And that vitamin D allows your body to be like, okay, we got a little extra dose today. So now we can use that and repurpose it and really get into a really good restorative sleep later tonight. So there's tons of research out there that shows that vitamin D is really good in that way. So I'd encourage you to look that up if you're interested in in more information. I can maybe post a link in the show notes too. But yeah, those are my five really important things to think through when you are like, all right, how can I get this sleep train off to the races because I am on the struggle bus. So just to rehash what they were. So number one, evaluating your screen time. Where can you cut back so that you're not looking at the screen right before you go to bed? Two, ending your eating uh, window on time. So if you're practicing intermittent fasting, making sure that you're ending it right when you're supposed to be doing it and kind of eliminating that late night snacking that's going to force your body to think about hunger rather than sleep. Three, getting to bed early, making that a priority so that you can fully get that sleep and not kind of miss the boat on getting a good full night's rest. Four is being aware of your caffeine intake throughout the day. And five is that vitamin D, getting outside, getting really good natural sunlight on your body so that you can get that restorative sleep later on. So I hope this was super helpful. 
these are all things that we talk about within my Faster Way groups. And I actually have a round that's starting on the 31st of May. Um, I will post a link to that in the show notes as well. And this is something that we kind of touch on because it is so important and it affects so many different areas of um, health and wellness and just fat loss in general, like we talked about in the beginning. So I'll post a link to that round in the show notes too. So I would love to have you on board with this next group of amazing ladies. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and we'll be back next week. 